business is booming. From the small mom and pops to the big industries, our local businesses drive our economy and provide the products, services, and jobs we depend on. Our host, Jennifer McCurdy, brings us these stories as she visits with the business owners and leaders of Fort Payne and DeKalb County, Alabama. And now, here's Jennifer. Hello, I'm Jennifer McCurdy, Executive Director of the Fort Payne Chamber of Commerce, and this is Business is Booming. Today, I have Ken Grissom with me with Jacksonville State University Small Business Development Center, and we will be talking all things small business. I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Ken Grissom with the Small Business Development Center at Jacksonville State University. Thank you for joining me today. Jennifer, we certainly appreciate the opportunity to be here. Uh, it's great to be in Fort Payne. It's great to be in DeKalb County today. And, uh, you know, I just want to tell you how much we value this market and this area at Jacksonville State. Well, we've been working together, Ken, you and I, since I started at the Fort Payne Chamber of Commerce, which is five years ago. Can you believe that? I know. You have put up with me for five years. It's been awesome. Listen, we certainly appreciate the uh, support that we get from you. Jennifer, the uh, you've you've been great to connect us with the business community here in Fort Payne slash DeKalb County, and for that we're appreciative. Well, part of what our mission as the Chamber of Commerce is is to make sure that our business community has the necessary resources to be successful, and that's exactly what you can provide. You're the expert in that. So would you mind sharing with us a little bit about the services that you guys at um, Jacksonville State provide for us and our community? So, so we're part of uh, the Small Business Development Center Network, which is a nationwide uh, group that's banded together. We're funded by the SBA. And in Alabama, the SBDC covers all 67 counties. Now, there are 10 unique centers located throughout the state, Jacksonville State being one of those, um, and the other nine are located most on university campuses, but regardless, we cover all 67 counties. And our mission is to be a resource for business uh, community, if you will. We're grant-funded, which really means that there are no cost or charge, financial cost, for our services. We don't want to look at it as a free service because we truly believe we add value to to our clients. We're able to help people. But at no time are we looking for a payment for what we do. So uh, for that, uh, you know, it's really neat to be able to help businesses. And, and so that may lead you, Jennifer, to saying, well, Ken, how can you help these businesses? What what can the SBDC do yes. for these folks? And, and and part of that, I know, is your partnership with local chambers of commerce. You come once a month to our chamber, the Fort Payne Chamber. You are one of your colleagues right. and meet individually with people who are entrepreneurs, perhaps, or interested in starting their business. Exactly. Or even growing their business. You've met with a lot of people at the Fort Payne Chamber of Commerce who have a business, but they're kind of stuck in a rut, maybe looking to take it to the next level. And you're able to provide them with the resources, whether it be how do I set myself up financially to get to the next level um, or 
maybe they need more marketing help, various help you can provide. Can you talk a little bit about the different areas you can provide resources well, and help? Every case is unique, and, and we never know where that particular client may be in their journey, if you will. But we do uh, work on appointments. We're able to meet these clients at the chamber. And uh, so when we meet with them and talk with them, we try to find out exactly where they are and what uh, services it may be that they're looking for. And and then uh, based on where they are, it could be uh, an idea and they're looking to uh, take it from We'll be with that client from idea to implementation. So we can walk them through every step from just having that idea to actually preparing their business, writing a business plan, preparing a financial plan, all the things that go into preparing to open a business. We can walk hand in hand with that particular client until they're up and uh, actually producing with their business. And I know for, for a fact that people who, clients who have met with JSU automatically are off on a better start because they have that free help that so many people don't have or don't seek out. And having a business plan and a financial plan and just having your ducks in a row before you actually open the doors to your business really could mean success or failure. So the... Way we look at it is that we want the particular business owner or our client to mentally own their business. And so we try to help them understand some things that maybe they don't even know that they don't know. We help them address things, their marketing plan. It could be uh, just writing things down. Maybe it could be about their legal structure. You know, a lot of folks just assume, well, I'm just going to throw my shingle up and throw my uh, open sign up, and hey, I'm in business. And absolutely, that is an option. But, you know, we feel it's our responsibility to make certain they're aware of what their options are and, and maybe the ramifications if you look at it this way versus that way. And we just try to educate our clients, and hopefully they will have a better mental ownership of their plan, of their project, and because of that mental ownership, they'll be better prepared for whatever entrepreneurship brings their way. It's a lot easier to start out doing the right things versus trying to midstream change things up. Absolutely. And I know that you all can catch some things at the beginning that might be roadblocks or things that would um, might could cause failure with their business up front. And that's so important. And I say this often, it's a free service um, provided thanks to grants for, through JSU, Small Business Development Center. Why would you not take advantage of that? You, If you can't make time to meet with, our, with JSU for this free service before you even start your business, um, think about how are you going to have time to do the necessary things to run your business effectively. It's all about taking care of the details and the small things. And so my staff at JSU is outstanding. 
And Mary Kirk is actually the advisor, business advisor that's assigned to DeKalb yes. County. Mary is here once a month, and uh, she has a fantastic background, but she just has this easy personality that's easy to talk to. She's very discerning. She's able to work with these clients, understand what their needs are, and then sort of coach them or guide them in the direction they need to go. So uh, Mary does an outstanding job, and uh, I, I feel like that uh, – she adds a lot of value to the business community here in Fort Payne. Yes, we, we love Mary. We love having her once a month. And she's even been to ribbon cuttings with me and visited some of our small shops around town, just meeting people within the community. And I think that's super important as well. So in our role, Jennifer, we value the trust that's entrusted in us. And we like to take ownership of of those projects. It's not just another number to us. We like to follow up with these folks. We we like to follow up and make sure that they're they're uh, tracking the way that they had hoped to. If there's anything else that maybe we need to look at or adjust, not in a way to be bossy, but just to add value to them. Make to help sure them. that there's nothing else you can help them with. Or maybe they, I know you have a client in town that um, had already started his business, but he's been talking with you periodically. Your last uh, visit here with Mary, we went over and visited with him. And again, you were there to provide a resource. Hey, where are you in your process? I know you had some things going on. How can we help you with that? That's invaluable. Just having someone there to know if you get, you know, hit a roadblock, call me up. Let's talk about it. Well, we do. We, uh, with our relationships with our clients, they become friends because we become involved or invested in the project, not in a financial way, but uh, just that we want to see them succeed, be able to move to that next level. And so our tagline that we operate under, Jennifer, is improving Alabama's economy one small business at a time. And, you know, truthfully, that small business that's most important to anyone is theirs. And yes. so so we embrace that. We try to help them obtain their dreams, you know, the things that they're hoping and dreaming for their family. And JSU Small Business Development Center has been around since 1981. That's so right. that says a lot. Uh, I mean, you're in 81, you were invested in communities all across Alabama and, and their small business success. So we have uh, just years of documented and attribution for successful businesses. And um, it's really a neat machine, if you will. If there's something that comes through our pipeline that maybe we're not um, experts at, we have resources around the state that we can reach out to. And one thing, just at this particular moment, uh, I'd like to mention, because this is kind of unusual, but coming up in November, we have uh, the United States Patent and Trade Office from D.C. that will be coming to Blount County to do a two-day workshop that will be for entrepreneurs that may have an idea that are looking for a patent 
this workshop is not for everyone, but perhaps someone hearing this podcast say, hey, that's applicable to me. This is really a big deal. It's a great thing for the state of Alabama because that's the only one of those workshops that Office from D.C. will be doing. Wonderful. And we'll be sure to get push that information out to our members and our community. November 14th and November 21st. It'll be a two-day Wonderful. Event. Speaking of entrepreneurs, can you tell us some attributes, characteristics of an entrepreneur? You know, it's not for everyone. Uh I have a lot of folks that might call me up that say, hey, Ken, I'm thinking about an idea. You know, maybe I'm retiring over in this industry and and I'm looking for a little something to do. Well, red flags go off right and left (laughs) because I'm I'm thinking of a particular college buddy that uh, had been a school teacher forever. And he is thinking this romantic idea of opening a restaurant, you know, a little something to do. You can talk to every restaurant owner you know, and it's not a little something It is to not do. a hobby. It is a full-time plus job. It is an obligation. So to answer your question, you know, if you're thinking about uh, becoming an entrepreneur, two or three thoughts, characteristics that maybe you should ask yourself, you know, are you self-motivated? Are you a self-starter? Are you dedicated to this project? Are you optimistic? What happens if I get set back? You know, is it just going to mentally destroy me? Or can I shake off a little setback? Am I a risk taker? You know, just so many questions to ask right there that uh, if someone just thinks they want to be an entrepreneur, they need to totally look at those characteristics and say, hey, is this me? You know, is this describe me? And aside from that, I would think um, if you check those, those boxes are checked and you're thinking, I've got this, you need to be sure too you have a nest egg, some money set aside to start your project or your whatever it is that you're interested in getting into. There are, um, there, there's probably a little help maybe financially out there for you, but there will be no help unless you have something of your own to put up front as exactly. well. Exactly. A lot and of people think I'll just get free money or low interest rates for starting a business. If that were the case, wouldn't we all have our own everybody business? Everybody would be doing it. Uh, and, you know, that's a common misconception or, or common comment. I'll, I'll just get a grant to start this business. In reality, there are no grants to help someone start their business. Um a funding source is really looking to that entrepreneur for exactly what you said. They need to have their own nest egg. They need to be mentally invested that I'd alluded to earlier, but not only mentally invested, they need to be financially invested. And a lending source looks at that financially investment of yours as a way to keep you motivated They don't want you to just say, oh, I changed my mind, I'm not interested, uh, and move on to your next idea. They use your your investment as a way to keep you motivated to help pay them back because that's what they're in the business for. 
Yes. Nobody's giving away free money. They want their money back, their investment back as well. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of programs that will help. And, and the SBA has some programs. And um, and suppose that someone is bankable. I mean, they need to be bankable before anyone's going to take a risk on them. But um, the SBA does have some programs that would help a funding source, such as a bank, to sort of lighten their risk load, if you will. Uh, and so that is an option that we can make folks aware of. At no time does that uh, reduce the amount of exposure that you have financially. I mean, you're obligated to pay that thing back 100%. Yes, that's life. No one's given, like, again, no one's given away free money, and there is interest rates. So you have to be prepared for that. What else can you tell us about entrepreneurs? We've got into the financial thing and people were like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, let's go back to the business plan just a little bit. And I'd I'd like to touch back on that. And, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of business plans, but, but may not be aware of of the importance of it, and really what comprises a business plan. But as I alluded to earlier, that just helps you take mental ownership of this project. And in a business plan, you're going to uh, to write down from A to Z all things about this business. But, but the primary things that you're going to record here, Jennifer, would be that uh, – what your product is, who are your owners, you know, what skill set does this particular owner bring to the plan? What is my background? What does my resume look like as far as the business owner? What do I have to bring to this business that's going to differentiate this business from the competition down the street? So, uh, one of the things that we stress when we're talking to potential business owners is customer service. And, you know, a lot of that comes from leadership and the importance that customer service may have for that particular business. But that should just be one of the cornerstones that you build your business on. And and it really doesn't cost you financially, to provide outstanding customer service. People like to be valued and appreciated because everyone has choices where they spend their money, and and customer service should be at the top of every potential business owner's list. So that's one of the things we're going to stress in, in business plan preparation, that kind of stuff. Other things, legal structure, I told you earlier, sole proprietor, you could just Mm -hmm. open up. But, you know, maybe it's uh, for whatever reason you're trying to protect your assets or or maybe set a separate uh, legal entity up, we could help you form an LLC. Now, we're not attorneys, but we can certainly take you to the Secretary of State website and and help you form an LLC. So that's one of the things that we're able to do. What about the pro forma? Is that included within the business plan? It is. It is. And and, and that's very important because back to the mental ownership, you have to – 
as you're preparing a business plan, you're taking a narrative or word and, and crafting that narrative to tell if some it's for typically for a funding source to, to review your plans. So you're telling them what your prod, uh, product's going to be, who I'm going to market it to, what my price points are, how that should translate into me being able to make a profit, which translates into I can pay you back if you just take an, uh, an investment in me and in yes. my business. So, uh, and that, to me, a pro forma is another way to say it's reality. It's a reality check. When you put the numbers on paper and you kind of calculate up what's coming in, what's going out, price points, et cetera, you can see absolutely firsthand it's going to be profitable or I need to adjust this. This so, is not going to work. So back to the narrative component of this business plan, it tells it in word, but this pro forma does it with numbers. Yes. It does it numerically. It, it proves at this price point and I sell X number of units, I can take in this, my, my fixed cost or such, and theoretically at the end of the month, there should be this left. Yes. And so, um, like I say, it just reinforces the narrative component of the business plan. How many business plans have you actually gotten to be a part of? <laughs> because oh goodness, I wonder how many people meet with you and they know it's a good idea, but again, putting forth the energy and the time to so, actually do So it. I can't tell you a number, but uh, but I will tell you this. Uh, in 2021, we met, talking about my JSU center, we had 660 unique clients. Now, some of those could have already been in business, uh, you know, could have been uh, pre-venture ideas. And and truthfully, uh, over 200 of them were pre-venture or ideas looking to start their business. And um, for us to be able to count from start to finish one, just in the past 12 months, actually nine months, we have 31 new businesses that are reality that have signed off attribution. Hey, the JSU SBDC helped us. Wonderful. So uh, that that's one of our success stories for the past twelve months. And y'all also come to the chamber um, and provide lunch and learn presentations for us. As a chamber, we like to kind of meet the needs of our community, obviously. Mm-hmm. So some of our small businesses they don't have the necessary funding to have a marketing specialist come in or a financial specialist to talk about even QuickBooks or anything around the financial realm of a small business. Whatever it is that most of our clients need as far as in the community, JSU can come and do a presentation for us at the chamber free of charge again. And we usually have about 10 or so. We would love more to come. And you always are available to help us when it comes to meeting our clients where they are, provide a little one-hour lunch and learn. The goal for those, too, a lot of times you gain clients that way. Right. They see the value of what you can provide, and then you can meet with them individually moving forward. So let me give you a great example. Just yesterday, I'd mentioned Mary Kirk earlier and another business advisor, Tanya McGowan. Those two actually work with the Fort Payne City Schools. I'm not sure how many students 
but work through uh, two different blocks of students here in Fort Payne on a Zoom meeting for how to start a business. So a one-hour workshop right here in the Fort Payne City Schools. That's wonderful, and they need that. We have an amazing career coach designated at Fort Payne now that's brand new, and it's Christy Clifton. We love her. And she's really a go-getter. She's jumping right in. and Well, she had reached out to our department, and uh, I don't know if I'd even shared that with you or not, but that was yesterday. So. I think she met Mary at one of our – Mary came to one of our meetings. One there of you our, go. I know. In the community, she happened to be up here and attended a workforce development meeting and um, putting herself in the community and putting herself out there. So back to taking ownership, Jennifer, just those very things. We never know who we might meet. But we are available, and I want to reiterate the value of Fort Payne slash DeKalb County to JSU and what this community county means to JSU and how much we value that. Mm -hmm. And so we, we take a lot of pride in coming up and working within the community and trying to be, um, an asset to the community, if you will. Well, you are an asset, and we're very fortunate to have JSU and JSU Small Business Development Center. We've enjoyed working with you, and we're looking forward to many more years of working with you guys. Fantastic. Do you have anything else to add today? No, just thank you for the opportunity to be here. And so for whoever may be listening, if if you've picked something out of this conversation that we can help you with, if you'll just reach out to Jennifer at the chamber, she can coordinate and connect us and, and we'll be more than happy to work with each and every one of you. You can call us at the chamber at 256-845-2741 or Online, you can register to meet individually or email us, and that's fortpainchamber.com. We would love for you to come work with us and with Ken. You do not have to be a chamber member to meet with Ken uh, or Mary. Uh, Just reach out to us and let us know, because once you are established and your business is successful, we want to be a resource continuously, and then you can join the chamber. Absolutely. So we're excited about the great things happening here in Fort Payne and look forward to being a part of the community for many, many years to come. Thank you so much, Ken. Thank you for the opportunity. You've been listening to Business is Booming, a podcast brought to you by Fort Payne Chamber of Commerce. The host is Chamber Director Jennifer McCurdy, Executive Producer Stephen B. Smith, with Assistant Producer Emily Kirby. Our engineer is Lucas Smith, of Lucky Sound Studios. Business is Booming is a production of Rare Life Media.